Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So happy to have y'all here this week. I have one of my most favorite people ever on my podcast today. Um, His name is Dr. Nelson Bullmash, and he is a chiropractor, a naturopath, nutritionist, and he's been a strength coach at the state, national, and world level. He's coached athletes to world titles and records. He has also been a United States team doctor for the U.S. World Powerlifting Team. And when I tell you, I'm going to stop here, the guy's a big guy. I'm five, four and a half. And I went and met him and I thought, thinking, wow, this guy really like, if there was any, any evidence to say that he's a, a, a weightlifter, powerlifter, and has his whole history, it's that. Um, in addition, he is a published writer, creator of the bodywork system known as Torque Reset, and the radio show podcast host for United Intention show called Health Matters with Dr. Nelson Bulmash. He currently lives in Alpharetta, Georgia, and co- co-owns with his wife, Susan, the chiropractic and nutritional practice known as Health Matters. And he's been in practice for more than 27 years. And I had to have him on my show because to me, God puts amazing people in my life. And I was connected with him through another dear light in my life. And the minute I came in contact with Nelson, I just felt like my world became a better place. And I feel like everybody feels like that when they have him in in their lives. So I'm happy you're going to be able to connect with his energy and his beauty. And Nelson, welcome. Thank you so much, Janice. Gosh, I, I need a moment here. I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I, it's really it's really a pleasure to be here, Janice. Thank you so much. So happy. Well, tonight uh, we're going to talk about something that is very very near and dear to your heart and. Uh, y'all, when I was asking uh, Nelson what he wanted to talk about with you, he came up with this amazing title, which is called Living Through Adversity, His Journey Through Cancer, Autoimmunity, and Multi-Level Spinal Fracture. And it's, it's, his story is unbelievably powerful. And I wanted to have him come on to talk about, yes, his story, but why he wants to tell you about it and how you, if you're struggling with anything, can rise above it and use your experiences to succeed in life. So Nelson, talk to us, please, about what this uh, adversity experience has been like, the journey. Absolutely. And, and why, why you want people to know about it. Well, here's why I want people to know about it. And then I'll go into the story, Janice. I meet a lot of people who are paralyzed by their past. They're ensnared like a poor wolf is trapped by a snare. Uh, in the middle of a forest by a hunter. And the, the, the challenge is that if you can't find a way to free yourself of the snare, then you die in the forest as the wolf, mm. the lone wolf. And so I was very, very frustrated, Janice, for many years in my life because I attracted a lot of negativity, a lot of adversity. Uh, I'm just going to share a few things with you. For sure. example, when I was 22 years old, 
Uh, I had just won the Michigan State Powerlifting Championships at the collegiate level at 198 pounds. And when I had won, I was drug-free, uh, so I didn't use anything artificial to boost my strength, which is very, very commonplace now. And anybody knows people who use drugs have a dramatic advantage. So you gain hundreds of pounds per lift. I was clean. I'd worked hard. I'd done everything ethically. I'd won the state championship. And many coaches had said, you know, Nelson, you're the number one college athlete in the United States at 198 pounds. Mm. And I said, wow, that's remarkable. And of course, my dream was to become a national champion. Mm-hmm. As life would have it, Janice, I had a strange series of things that happened. I was attending the University of Michigan, Flint campus, and I was so far behind in my studies that I, I wasn't paying attention. And suddenly, a, a beautiful elderly woman tapped me on the shoulder when I was at the library, and I looked up at her sweet face, and she said, sweetheart, we've got to go. I said, we do? Where are we going? And she said, I, I don't mean literally you and me. I mean, we need to leave. We're having one of the worst ice storms in the history of the state of Michigan. I said, we are? She said, I'm so sorry to bother you. You haven't even looked up for the last four hours. I said, no, ma'am, I'm I'm very, very behind in my studies. And she said, I I hate to do this too, son, I really do, but we have to go or we're gonna spend the night here. I said, yes, ma'am, I'll get my books together and I'll get out of here immediately, thank you. My apologies for keeping you here. So I got everything ready, Janice, and I walked out the front door and I looked out and everything was frozen everywhere, the trees, the sidewalk, the stairs. And it was one of those moments, Janice, where I wasn't paying attention like I should have been. I let my ego get in the way here. And I stood at the top of this abbreviated set of stairs and I looked down and I said, oh no, 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 no. Go down in your butt one step at a time because you're gonna take one step, you're gonna go in the air and you're gonna fall to the bottom of the stairs. Janice, my ego was so unchecked that I thought, what if somebody sees me? I'm a big, powerful guy. I'm a state champion. I'm the number one ranked athlete in the country at 198 pounds. I'm not going to be humiliate myself. So I foolishly did not listen to that inner voice. I took one step. I was uh, awkwardly poised because I had the weight of many, many books in my backpack, Janice. I stepped off. I slipped on the top step. I fell to the bottom. And to make this story short, because it's really a remarkable story, I ended up transiently paralyzed at the bottom of the steps. I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. The only thing that worked were my eyes. Mm. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, wow, I never, I never thought I'd die this way. But I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't move my toes. And, and suddenly I cleared my head and I said, well, if I'm going to die, I want to die peacefully. So I was lying on the sidewalk at the bottom of the stairs, incapable of moving or breathing. And I went into this really interesting mystical place. And I remember hearing the, the beauty of the wind blowing through the frozen trees and hearing how clearly I heard the crackle of the trees as the ice broke on the frozen branches. And then I distinguished the different sounds of the ice Uh, as it was freezing on my hair and the different sound it made on my hair versus my forehead versus my shoes versus my blue jeans. And I just said, okay, if this is the way I'm going to leave the world, I'm going to find peace and just drift off because I can't breathe. And then suddenly after some period of time, I took a deep, deep breath. I was suddenly able to breathe again. I still couldn't move anything but my, my uh, eyelids. And suddenly I felt fire go through my lower extremities uh, like, like I'd been electrocuted and went through my hands and, and my extremities and my face. It was like somebody was electrocuting me. 
uh, and then slowly after some period of time, and it was, it was quite a period of time because I had more than a quarter of an inch of ice on me. Uh, I finally developed the ability to slowly open and close my hands and wiggle my feet. And I looked around and I thought, how ridiculously foolish of me. There's nobody around. Why did I do this to myself? And so I foolishly did not listen to that amazing inner voice that guides us always if we listen carefully. Uh, and so somehow, I'm a, I'm a warrior. I'm a guy that I, I come from a line of, of pretty amazing, pretty strong warrior types. And um, I have a saying in my, in my family. I, I, I wanted to go into special forces, Janice, but I thought, no, I, I can't kill people. I like the adventure of it. I like being able to shoot well. I like being strong, fast, and being able to fight well. But I, I, I have not been brought here to kill. Mm-hmm. So I never went into the special forces. But I, whenever I get in a really tough situation, the, the, the term I use with my kids is, all right, it's time to go Delta, meaning Delta Force. Like, we're going to find a way, no excuses, nothing will stop us. We will get to the end point. So when my daughter was having trouble with the world championships, I said, sweetheart, you know what it is? It's time to go Delta, Delta mm-hmm. Force time. And of course, she won three world titles. My son had the same thing in one of his national championships. I looked at him and I said, son, it's time. And of course, that's an interesting story. I'll tell you another time. But the point is, somehow, I didn't want to die. I wanted to live. And I realized in that moment, Janice, I really, really want to live. I don't want to die. Right. So I found a way without the whole left lower extremity working. I couldn't get it to work at all, but I could get my right. So I sort of hobbled on my right foot. Uh, Sometimes I'd slip and fall, and at least I'd have my hands to catch me. And I made it to my car, and I think I sat there for 45 to 60 minutes. I was in absolute shock. I didn't know what happened. I knew my left foot wasn't working. I knew as a pre-med student, I had done tremendous damage to my lower back. And I realized in a fraction of a second, I had a film strip go through my mind, and I thought, wow, it's never going to happen. I am never going to become a national champion. I, could ju- I knew in that moment that the level of destruction of my body was so severe that somehow I would find a way to walk normally again. Somehow I'd find a way to lift again normally. And I did those things. But I tried to, two years later to come back and it didn't work. I mean, my body was too badly damaged. So the, the doctors told me at the time, Nelson, forget about ever lifting again. You will never lift again. And I said, no, sorry, I, please don't, don't impose and project your perceptions of what is onto me because you don't know me. Uh, and, and, I, and I might not even know that side of myself, but I promise you, mm. you give me five years and I will be a monster when I come mm. back. So yeah. I never, I never uh, went back into powerlifting. It was too extraordinarily painful to deal with the lower back damage. What, what ended up happening was I fractured my spine in, in four spots that all the radiologists agreed on and there were two others that they were in debate over. So I had crushed three lower discs. I had severe nerve damage, particularly on the left side of my body. And I just realized in that moment, I said, you know, this is not going to be the legacy that I leave. I am not going to live my life as a broken man. It is Mm. not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, so Janice, I went through a period of many years suffering from tremendous pain. I, at one point, a friend of mine was giving me pain meds. He was a medical doctor and nothing would get rid of the bone, the nerve, and the disc pain that I had. It was the most excruciating thing I'd ever lived through. And it took me about 12 or 14 years to get it under control. And so it put me uh, into the, the line of chiropractic. Chiropractic was the only thing, Janice, that 
that helped me restore my body. And so I said to myself, I know that I know that I know I was not brought here to, to lie in a bed or lie on a couch or lie in a, a recliner and, and not be somebody uh, worth being as, as I saw fit. And so I faced a tremendous amount of adversity in reclaiming who I was and who I wanted to be in the world. And the good, the silver lining, if you will, is, uh, and I'm not sure how to say this, I, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but knowing the intricacies and the delicacies of how severely I broke my back, I spent many hours on how to make a body work better, particularly spinal issues. And before I knew it, I was considered to be a very, very, very good practitioner, a very good clinician, and very effective in helping restore people to idealized function. And so many unforeseen things opened up, like I got so good that I got to coach world-level athletes. I got to be a coach. I got to be a team doctor at the world championships. Uh, I saw NFL players. Uh, I saw superstar MMA fighters and Olympians. And so it, this, this horrible tragedy allowed me, Janice, to reach a bifurcation in the road. And, the, and to the right was, you're going to reinvent yourself, young man, and you're going to become the person you want to be. It may not look exactly like you wanted it to, but you're going to become the person you wanted to be without exception, without excuse. The left was that I was going to be resigned for the rest of my life. And so I said, it's a done deal. I did not come here to be a resigned man. And so I rebuilt myself. I spent many, many, many years rebuilding myself. And it's really funny because I never got to reach the title uh, that I wanted, Janice. But what's really wonderful is God let me touch it through my children. Mm -hmm. My daughter became a seven-time national champion. She holds more world records than I could tell you. At one time, she had the highest coefficient defining her as the best young lifter to ever come out of the United States. My son became a four-time national champion, national world records. Uh, I, I think between the two, they probably have set and rebroken 35 to 50 plus national world records. Wow. Between them. wow. And then I, um, I got to assemble a team of, I think, five lifters several years ago, took them to the nationals. Four of them won gold, one won silver. Three of them went to the world championships, two won gold, one won bronze. So I never got to touch it myself, but I got to touch it by helping other people. Mm claim their vision, claim their victory. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on every word and I hear you talking. And one of the things that I know I've encountered in my life, you certainly encountered in yours, uh, just in that recount, but that my clients encounter all the time is the key decision, the moment of key decision about who you're going to be. You're either going to let life take control and, and tear you down and destroy you and you give up or you say, hell no, I will not. Absolutely. Right. I can't. There's no option for me to give up. Right. I have to not only heal, but be better, go beyond, do more to, uh, to kind of make up for, for the things that have happened. I've got to pay myself back. I love How, that. What is, what is, what is the bottom line when it comes to being able to make a decision to fight for your life or give up? 
I'm, I'm that person, Janice, that I have spent, I'm, I'm really, people laugh at me when I say this. It always gets a big laugh. And I'm not kidding when I say this. I'm an introvert. I'm actually, I can, I can express as an extrovert, uh-huh. but, but the more you know me, it's like, oh, it's, it's Tuesday, it's Thursday, it's Saturday, it's Sunday. I know where I can find Nelson. He'll be alone in his office. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, so I put in many hours in deep thought. And when you, when you allow yourself the gift of thinking deeply about your life, about who you are, about why you were brought to this world, it gives you an advantage that most people don't have. I meet a lot of people, Janice, that are afraid to look deeply into the mm. crevasse of who they are. I'm right, not. right. I, I was that super sensitive kid who got bullied very badly when I was very young, who had a, a, a brilliant father, who was also an amazing uh, street fighter, wrestler, won the mile when he was in the military, won the pull-up record and push-up record. And he said, son, I didn't bring you here to be bullied. I brought you here to become someone. And so knowing yourself is so incredibly important. Having perspective that gives you a vista or a visual path that allows you to see where you are and where you want to go lends to the ability to redefine and restructure your life. Mm -hmm. So I would say, if you're having a tough time, look within, see who you are, see who you are not, be brutally honest with yourself, find help from people like you uh, to to gain perspective, to gain healing, to allow one to refocus and, and, if you will, reattempt that that Everest, whatever your Everest is, whether it's, you know, a bad accident, cancer, and interestingly, I've had that too, you know, so... Uh, I've been in some deep, dark places where I had to look up and say, I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this hole, but by God, I'm going to learn to be a good climber. And so keep your perspective and focus on the deeper why that you're here. Beautiful. Yeah. I always, real quickly, I always, I always thought this, if it was important enough for God to make me, Janice, by God, it was important enough right. to me to show up in a big way. Beautiful. I love it. This is so yes. true. I wish more yes. people could take hold of that. Yeah. About how special each of us is and that we're not here just because we uh, hopped into a body and we're just here to go through life. Right. You, you mentioned one thing, which, which I think is pivotal to a lot of people. Uh, bottom line, when it comes to resilience is you either, you can, you're either born with it or you cultivate it yes. or you just choose not to. Yes. You had a dad based on what you just said, who said, um, you, you, you weren't born to be bullied. You're born to be great. You're born to do something big with your life. Right. When you have that kind of support system from the get-go where those uh, seeds are planted, you, you can't help but be haunted by them to either yes. fulfill it or to be aware that you're not. So I talk with a lot of people. I'm sure you do too because I know that people are drawn to talk to you. I know you spend time with your patients uh, and and that in and of itself, the way that you do that helps so many people because what I know for sure is people need to be heard and they don't have too many people who will stop their life and listen. And you do a beautiful job of that. Thank you. Thank you what, so much, Janice. You're welcome. What what do you say about if if somebody hasn't grown up with that that uh, vo- that voice? Uh, whether it's from a parent or from somebody out, you know, in their life, somebody outside of them, and they haven't been told you are something great, you are not your circumstances, 
this is only temporary. You're meant to be more. How do they, how, how do you help people or how can you think about telling the listeners, how can they tap into that resilience? Beautiful question. I'm going to answer you out of the words of the most brilliant man I ever knew. And my brother will kill me for saying this. He's an extremely <laughs> humble man. And he gets so irritated when I brag about him. But he was a child prodigy. He was that person that could solve anything. Uh, as his roommate said when he was at the University of Michigan, his roommate uh, and I used to uh, d design, build, and fly rockets together. And the day after my brother got married, he said, uh, your brother's the only person I've ever known that makes me feel stupid. And I've scored 182 or 184 on a Stanford Binet IQ test. And I said to him, oh, my God, I, I, I'm so sorry. That's so uncharacteristic of him. <laughs> and he said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'm so sorry. I, I misled you. I don't mean because he uh, made me feel stupid. I mean because he was so brilliant that I never, I never gave him a physics problem, a chemistry problem, a math problem that he couldn't solve. Mm. So here's what my brother taught me because I was really struggling. I was very dyslexic. I was hard of hearing. I had visual problems. So school for me was really, really hard when I first started. It was very uh, frustrating and, and agonizing, tortuous for me. And my brother looked at me one day. I was standing in our home in Flint, Michigan, uh, and I was looking out one window in the dining room, and he was looking out the other window out of the living room. And he turned and he looked at me and said, little brother? I said, yes. He said, why do you make life so hard? Mm. I, said, I said, do I? He said, you make life very, very hard. And I know you're a smart guy. I've grown up with you. I know you're much smarter than you're showing up in life. I know you are. I'm going to give you a secret. And this is what I want to share with you, Janice. He said to me, little brother, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just find the smartest guy in the room. You befriend him. And you make sure that wherever you have weaknesses, whether it be finances, whether it be that you need a good accountant, a good attorney, a good doctor, you get the best available. And let them help you make the decisions or solve problems in your life that you may not be, that you're not smart enough, but that you may not have the understanding to solve. And you surround yourself every day of your life with those people. Yeah. I promise you, you'll be successful. Yeah. So many people feel alone in this world. So many not. people. They're not. And, and all it takes is uh, to reach out in some way, uh, not only to, to humans, right? Yes, yes. But, but to God and to yes. say, like you said, you know, you get to a point of surrender. You, and and it's, it's at those, those times where you're at the precipice, where you, you, you either give it all away and say, please help me. Just please help right. me, God. Just get me through this moment, and I and I will be so much better for it. Uh, or, like I said, you 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 give up. And so, there's always somebody, and and I I believe this a thousand percent because I've known so many people who have come from hellish backgrounds where they've come from nothing, had no opportunities, and made themselves better and, and bigger and um, more amazing than they could have ever yes. imagined. Yes. Um, and so I, I, I'm with you. I believe it a hundred percent that if you just reach out, if you ask, if you find somebody, cause you know, we aren't the first people to go through what we're going through. Right. And Janice, I have, I have another thing I want to add to that. If, yeah. if you will, sure. If you are somebody who is really successful, if you are somebody who has great capability Go out daily and look for opportunities to help uplift people mm. who aren't in the same situation. I, I do that every day of my life. Mm -hmm. I look every, if I'm carrying food and I'm walking somewhere and, and, and a homeless man 
comes up to me and, and I look and I say, sir, are you, uh, you okay? You, you hungry? I'm very hungry. W- would you like my lunch? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I, my life is so magical and so blessed right now. I'm that person. That I'm going to show up. I'm going to change the world just by who I am, wherever I go. Right. Ju- ju- and, and I don't mean that as an ego statement. I just mean, cause that's my commitment to yes. be as a man, as a being in the world. Right. I'm going to always look to uplift wherever I can. My mother and father said, son, you make the world better wherever you go. Do you understand mm. me? Good Jewish <laughs> parents, right? If you right. go in the bathroom, son, you better make sure when you leave, the toilet paper rolls are replaced if it needs to be and the counters are clean. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Love it. I love the idea of, of knowing that you are going to be the sunshine for anybody that you come in contact with. And not only that you're going to do that as you encounter them, but intentionally do that so that they can experience your light. And uh, I, I love that. And I feel like that, you know, when, when you could live that way, you end up floating in life. It's you just, it's, it's beautiful. Yes. Uh, and, and there's, there's nothing sweeter than uh, being able to help and give somebody, give to somebody. Yeah, it, it is the best. It's the most amazing thing. When I work with, with my clients, Nelson, and they're struggling with sadness, fear, worry, one of the things that I notice is a common denominator is that there's an overfocus on self and there's an, <clears throat> there's an overfocus on the fear of the future of what, yes. what, you know, when, when people have anticipatory anxiety, there, there are two things involved. One is they don't know what is going to happen. They don't know what to expect. And there's a fear of that. And the second is they don't know if they can handle it. Those are the two basic fears. And so yes. Yes. here you were faced with, this insane, in, insane experience. And we haven't even talked about the cancer yet. We haven't even talked right, about right. that. Um, but but the, just the, the spinal damage. And you, you were able to get to a point where, and I just lost my train of thought. That's so terrible. No, it's um, okay. Well, it's, sometimes you get caught up in the processing I do. of a moment. So I, I get it completely. <laughs> I'll share something with you. I'll get yeah. you back on path here. That's so silly. If, if, Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. I want to, I want to share something with you that, that you'll, you'll love this story. So the first really serious woman that I, that I uh, had as a girlfriend and we were, I guess we were together for about five years, Janice. I remember I, I came home one day and she looked at me and she locked eyes with me and she said, Nelson. Yes. She said, you're not in a very good place. Are you? I, I didn't, I didn't say that. Try to fool me. I know you're not. You didn't help anybody today, did you? Uh, no, no. I, um, oh. I had a rough day. I, I, I actually, I, I didn't help anybody today. You're right. Uh, and I am pretty hungry. So do you mind if we sit down to eat? Oh, you're not sitting down to eat. No. You're going to go out and find somebody to help. When you've done that, then you can come back and have dinner. Really? I, I, I can't have dinner. I haven't had dinner. I, I'm starved. <laughs> she said, no, no, you're, you're missing the point. Yeah. Didn't go out and help someone today. Yeah. If you're prone to anxiety, if you're yeah. prone to depression, yeah. The best way to get out of it Janice, to is focus to focus on other people. That's what I was trying to say. I know. That's why I said that story with you. I wanted to bring you back to that. <laughs> Woo-hoo, I knew, you did. I knew it. exactly where you Thank were going, you. Janice. Yes. Save me. Listeners, he just saved my butt. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I want y'all to hear that because it's so, we get so caught up in our own stuff. And it takes two seconds to open the door for somebody to to share a meal, to just extend kindness. 
and when you do that, the, the most amazing things happen. Not only do you create amazing karma for yourself, but you you raise your vibration to a level of love that completely changes everything. And and that's your essence anyway, Nelson, which is so great. And that's I want people to uh, hear you, experience you in that way. Thank you. The cancer, the autoimmunity. I mean, good God. Wow. Well, yeah. let me start out this way. Yeah. You know, Janice, I'm, at, I'm finally at an age. I have the wisdom. I have the maturity. I have the understanding to turn around and to look back from whence I came, if you will. And all the dots connect if you give enough time. Right. Look carefully, right? So one of the things that happened when I fell down the flight of stairs, I told you I had extensive damage to the left side of my body from a, a, a nervous system perspective, from a musculoskeletal perspective. and what happened was it wasn't just about the bones. It wasn't just about the nerves. Suddenly my digestive system didn't work properly. So suddenly the nerves that help with court, excuse me, coordination of that peristaltic activity, which means the, the rhythmical uh, contraction of the intestinal tract to move food through it, nothing worked properly. So I developed an inherent weakness from that injury. My digestive system no longer worked effectively. So a series of things happened. One day I was at work at the Salvation Army and a little girl, very adorable little girl, got a crush on me, uh, came by and when I turned my head, she snuck and drank my water. Well, a week later, I was fighting for my life. I, I, an incredibly uh, bad case of infectious mononucleosis caused by the Epstein-Barr virus. And I only knew that because she had already started to get it. And then I put two and two together and realized, oh my God, she had mono and she gave it to me. Oh, yeah. Now, another thing that happened was after I got married, I was down in Florida. My wife had a, a second mom, if you will, that she was very close to. And she wanted to make sure that I was introduced to her because she was too old to come up to our wedding. And I was down in Tampa and they were spraying a pesticide for mosquitoes, melathion. And I got so horribly ill, I thought I was going to die. Well, suddenly, another series of things happened. Uh, I went out to Las Vegas and I did my diplomate test. That's a postdoctoral certification. It takes mm -hmm. a few years to get. They test you over your papers. They test you over lab work. They test you over x-rays and oral defenses and so on and so forth. So I didn't get sleep and my immune system crashed. And of all things, I ended up with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune disease of the intestinal tract and thyroiditis. And then six months later, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin lymphoma, wow. starting in the lymphatics of the colon. Mm. You see, so it's so fascinating how if you're paying attention in life, it, you know, people who have Epstein-Barr have a higher risk of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. People who have been sprayed with pesticides or have come in contact with pesticides, particularly malathion, have a much higher risk of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So the writing was on the wall. I got too burned out, too tired because I was, I had little kids. I was newly married. I was rebuilding my practice because a year, two years before I'd been divorced and it just drew my reserves down to nothing. So the breaking point was the intestinal tract. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, our bodies are amazing messengers about how we're handling our life and, and what the body becomes as a result of how we're handling 
our life is is absolutely amazing and and you talk about that for sure yes um how really it's it's a a messenger system and just like you talk about being more mindful getting to know yourself one of the most important things to do is is to pay attention to what our bodies are telling us right we go through life and and we got to go 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 and do 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 and we spend time in the wrong relationships and become neurotic and sick and and then eventually physically sick or we stay in jobs that are so make us sick, that yeah. make us sick uh, because it's we're not living our truth and we're not doing what we love and we settle and we feel like this is just going to be my life but I feel like one of the most important things you're talking about is you know there's there's something to be said for the, the saying of you know use your test as testimonies right that's a yes thing yes. and I, I I believe in that wholeheartedly I feel like you know, you got to exploit the hell out of your, your pain right, right. in order to, to come on the other side, the cool side of the pillow as I talk about it. And, uh, and, and the same thing is if you don't pay attention to everything inside of you and outside of you, how else could you possibly imagine to improve your life? Right. You talk about uh, using your hardships to succeed. You talk about how to be greater than your issues. And it all comes down to you. The, the decision you yeah. make about yeah. how you're going to live your life, how you're going to use right. everything in your life to make your life, to max it out. And, and you know, I want to say something about that, Janice, because what, what I don't get a lot of people, I mean, you get this, I get this, but a lot of people get so stuck. They don't yeah. understand that the, the test, if you will, the turmoil, the strife, the hardship, whether it be a divorce, whether it be an auto accident, whether it be cancer, is the the test that upon completion leaves yeah. you an extraordinary human being. Yes. So the process <clears throat> carves out. I, I, I love the saying when somebody asked Michelangelo, how in the world did, did you take this beautiful, I think it was marble that he carved David from. How in the world did you do, how did you do that? And he said, I freed him one chisel at a time. Mm, mm, and I mm. thought, oh, <laughs> that's brilliant i love oh, that Man, i mean like i, like I saw him there and i freed <clears throat> him right with one blow yeah. of the chisel after another after another so meaning you know there's janice there's no shortcut there no. is no shortcut we're always looking for shortcuts mm-hmm. i don't want to do the personal growth stuff well guess what whatever you don't do you will end up doing you pay your ten dollars <laughs> at the door now or you pay your ten dollars at right. the door later right yeah, because, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's what sets. It, it's like the caterpillar going into the cocoon and coming out the butterfly. You have to have something. And by the way, I use that metaphor because most people don't know that the caterpillar actually goes through a death in the uh, cocoon and then is reborn as 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 a different creature. Wow. And so Deepak Chopra talks about that. Yeah. And and it's extraordinary. So. If you can maintain perspective, if you can surround yourself with people that give you good mentoring, good advice, good perspective, that can help say, yeah, that's Everest. It's over 29,000 feet tall. you got some climbing to do, but you can do it mm. one step at a time. Right. And so you keep your perspective. You keep powerful people around you. You ask questions when you need to of qualified people. You get help when you need to. The truth is we put up walls. There is always somebody there. 
John Muir, the founder of the Sierra Club, so many years ago, and, and forgive me if this is not exact, but, he, but one of my favorite quotes in the world, Janice, is all things exist as a courtesy for all other things. Ooh. I live, I live by that. Quote. Yeah, yes. Like yes. I, I, I couldn't be here right now without you and you in this moment wouldn't have a podcast without me. Right. And then there are people who are gaining by listening to us. Right. How beautiful is that? Yeah. It's the reverberation. And, right. and that's, that's, and it's, it's a fantastic point. And I, uh, I, I just want to emphasize to everybody that you, the, you will struggle through life if you feel like life is happening at you or to you. The minute you make a shift to realize every single thing uh, that happens in life from the people you meet, the experiences you have, the sun shining or not, the flat tire you get, the meeting that was canceled, whatever it is, the relationship that didn't work, everything is for you. Yeah, everything. It's a gift. It, and it may yeah. <laughs> it may not be a gift that's easy. You may to not like it. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. But if you take if you take ownership of your life and yes. the expression of your life, yeah. like you know what? Did I deserve to have a broken back? Yeah, I don't think so. Right. No. That but it's not about kid? deserving, is it? It's not at all no. about deserving. It no. was my efforts. It was yes. my test. And I have to share this with you. I was on, a, on another wonderful interview this morning with. Uh, a really lovely woman down in Florida and uh, Lillian McDermott. And she said, you know, Nelson, I love this because you just, you take full ownership. I take yeah. full ownership because right. the gift is to take full ownership, own it, transmute it and, and, and create a new you reinvent yourself. Absolutely. Nelson, how can people, for those people that are in, in Atlanta or in Georgia or even around the country who, who would like to reach out to you to get your help? Um, how can they, find you. Connect I with am you. the owner, co-owner, if you will, of Health Matters, Health Matters in Alfreda, Georgia. And you can call our number, our, our business number is 770-740-8228. Uh, or you can look us up and uh, email us, whatever, whatever you prefer. Wonderful. Thank you, Nelson. I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am for you being in my life let alone you gracing our gracing us with your amazing presence here on the uh, Intuitive Therapist podcast. Well, you're welcome. You're an angel to me. I, I love you. I thank you. Love and you I will do this anytime. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Well, I hope y'all have enjoyed this episode. You know, I could talk with Nelson for hours yes. and hours <laughs> and hours. You're right. And hey, y'all, if, if you're enjoying the Intuitive Therapist podcast, go ahead and hop on over to iTunes. Do a quick rate and review. The more people that hear about my show, the more people I can help. And I, I love, I love, I love the emails that are coming in every day about how the show is impacting you. And uh, as always, I say, if you want a reading, reach out. If you're ready to do the work it takes to make those changes, the changes that uh, Nelson and I have talked about really using your life to make changes in your life, reach out to me. It would be my honor to work with you. I wish you a wonderful day. A blessed week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 